welcome to Monster Dear Monster, a monster analytic podcast. I'm your host, Cameron, and today with me to the northwestish, I have Matt. Hello, monster lovers. And to the northwest westerish, much further away, I have Dave. How's it going, guys? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. Good. <laughs> Good to hear. Yeah. So this is part two of our lunar extravaganza. We'll be uh, looking at dog soldiers and then a whole bunch of uh, listener feedback, which is really nice. The post box is full today, isn't it? Oh, it really to, is. <laughs> get an extra staff for this one. Yeah. <laughs> but we got these in reserve, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's kick things off. So, first off, we're going to look at Dog Soldiers. So, this is a 2002 werewolf movie, obviously, uh, directed by Neil Marshall. Uh, Marshall, not Marshall, pardon me. (laughs) Uh, Starring Sean Pertwee, Kevin McKidd, Emmett Cleesby, Liam Cunningham, uh, Darren Morfitt, and a few other people. Uh, And sort of the basic premise with this one is... Hmm, how should I put it? So, you know, in Resident Evil 4 that scene where Leon barricades himself in the house and it's just all the Ganados coming through all the windows and up on ladders on the roof and stuff. Yep. Yeah, it's that, but it's with the British army in place of Leon and Wells in place of zombies, which I think is a pretty great formula. (laughs) Didn't Leon have that Mexican, no, Spanish Mm, uh, character with him? The the Spanish police officer, Luis? Yeah, Yeah, Luis Serra. Yeah, the one who's... uh... Yeah, no one could whose names changed twice to, throughout the game. I think one in one it's Louise, and the other one it's Luis. They can yeah. make on that one. Oh well, hey, it's Resident <laughs> Evil. Exactly. Anyway, so we um we sort of begin the movie off, sort of uh, gets right to the chase. We start with a pair of hikers in um a sort of a loving embrace, as it were, out in a tent <laughs> somewhere in um somewhere in the English countryside or Scottish countryside. All looks the same. Um, yeah, uh, close mm-hmm. enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they're, uh, they're having an intimate moment in their tent, um, and the lady has just given the man a silver pen knife, which, pay attention, that will be important eventually. <laughs> <laughs> um, when the, uh, the, the entrance of the tent is sort of slowly zipped open and they are viciously attacked. You know, blood everywhere, screams everywhere, cut to uh, a man running through the woods, fleeing dogs and other men. And this is sort of where Kevin McKidd as Private Cooper first comes in, sort of going through this survival training for the Special Forces, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think he's trying to, he's, he's training for the, uh, I'm guessing the SAS. Yeah, it's mm. a selection. A yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and gets told, you know, very good job. You lasted 22 hours, 47 minutes being chased by all of us, which... I, I gotta say that sounds pretty impressive to me. Yeah, fair uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but fails the selection process sort of last minute because he refuses to shoot the dog that uh, was used to chase him down. Um, it's sort of a very good way to sort of define the character right off the bat as someone who doesn't want to do something just because they're told to. I thought, would you have shot him or shot? The oh God, no. I love dogs. <laughs> I couldn't shoot a dog that was about to kill me. It's not a trick question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
What about you, Dave? Would you have shot the dog? Uh, no. Um, it felt like that was part of the test, even though Captain Ryan, the leader of the selection, was like, no, this isn't part of the test. Actually, shoot the dog. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, I don't know. I thought it was like a morality check or questioning mm. lawful order. I'm not sure, but it was weird. And Yeah. yeah he it's failed. an authority check, isn't it, really? It's just um, yes. What he's capable of doing or not doing in his case. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was a little weird. I know um, some of the, it's like mountain survival training um, for the Air Force, the U.S. Air Force. Um, part of that training is you have to um, raise a rabbit, and then toward the end of the training, you, you have to kill and eat the rabbit that you've been raising. I don't, I don't know why they make you raise mm. it and just not kill and eat a rabbit that looks fluffy. I but it felt similar to that, I guess. Yeah, it's all. It all that that also appears in Kingsman as well. If you the of you have seen that film, uh, actually uh, haven't. So, yeah, I didn't watch yeah. that. One. Your reference oh, well, is you lost know, on us. Yeah. As part <laughs> as part of the <laughs> as part of the training, they have a, a puppy that they choose, and one of the sort of final tests is they have to shoot it, and obviously the main character doesn't, and yeah, they kick him out. You know, similar to what happens mm. with with uh, Private Cooper. Yeah, yeah. And it sort of also establishes uh, the officer in charge, which is uh, Leon Cunningham playing Captain Rinder as being just a real jerk. Yeah. Which, um... Absolutely. He's very... Yeah, he's very insistent on the point, and when Cooper refuses to shoot the dog, uh, Captain Ryan shoots the dog, unfortunately. The movie got it out of the way early, at least, I guess, and didn't show it, actually, so... Uh, you still killed the dog, but you didn't do it horribly. <laughs> he managed um, to get Cooper managed to get a punch on him, though. Yeah, yeah, which is uh, which is a little satisfying, at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but from there we sort of cut to a while later. I'm not sure exactly how much time uh, passes, but two, it's two weeks, I think. Two weeks. Yeah, it's a couple two of weeks. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a couple of weeks, and it is a standard training exercise in the Scottish Highlands with Cooper again, except this time he's with his squad, uh, comprised of various individuals. <laughs> yeah, it's well, you got Sergeant Wells, who's Sean Pertwee, mm. in quite a few things, isn't he? I think I mean, yeah. he's one of these sort of actors that's in quite a few things, but I can never really often remember what he's in. The only thing I always yeah. remember him in is Equilibrium. Is the voice of the or the face oh, and voice? Yeah, the, 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 the yeah the holographic the, father. Yeah, that's mm, the one. Mm. That's a good movie. Uh, <laughs> great <yeah>. movie. <laughs> and there's there's dogs in that one too. There is. Uh, there we go. Yeah, sure. Links are coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's Sergeant Wells, Sean Pertwee, Private Cooper. Um, we've got three others on the list here. I'm sure there's more than. There's four or five other men in total, I think. Yeah. There's yeah, but here we've got Spoon with a spoon, Private Joe Kirkley and Terry Milburn on the list. Uh it's honestly a bit hard to keep track of them, at least for me, because <laughs> they all look fairly similar. You know, they've got the very short cut or almost complete lack thereof hair, and they're all very pale and they're all talking in very strong British accents. <laughs> Cameron, are you saying us Brits all look and sound the same? I'm saying that if you're all put in a uniform <laughs> with your hair shaved down to the base of your skull, 
And then, you put, <laughs> well then they put you in a setting with no lighting. Yes, you all look very similar. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's right. We do. We genuinely do. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. that, that's why they gave them all, like, defining traits or specific yeah. thing. you know, small character quirks. Um, yeah. yeah. Spoon definitely. is, like, the best character, my favorite. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's just a great name. Is he the one that obsesses about the England Germany match? Yeah, the, yeah. He yeah. just—he's a footy. Uh, he just wants to watch the game. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, they're trying to be stereotypically British there. That's yeah. what a lot of Brits would be like in that situation. So yeah, <laughs> it's actually quite funny that that um, the actor that plays Cooper, Kevin McKidd, he's actually the mm. voice of Soap in the Call of Duty games. Oh, actually, okay. The Modern Warfare. That game so there's obviously mm. a you know soldier link there as well mm. yeah. you know with a with a names like you know spoon and soap and chisel mm. and one of the dudes shaker. is bruce bruce campbell mm. um yeah the guy yeah. that runs into the tree that was a stupid death but um yeah <laughs> Yeah, they yeah. specifically picked that uh, because parts of the movie are in homage to Evil Dead. Evil Dead, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, there are a fair few references in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. It's a, it's a good film. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a very good film. Um, but yeah, they're sort of doing this standard training exercise. They're all sort of camped up together, sort of getting themselves ready, plotting out where they'll go. You know, the whole idea is oh, you're behind enemy lines, you've got to make your way across the line and then beat up with the rest of the team and you've done your exercise, you get to go home for the weekend, et cetera, et cetera. And there's this, there's this very good sort of camaraderie between all of them where they continually joke with each other, sort of, you know, poke and prod at each other's wants and ideals, especially everyone mocking Spoon for wanting to go see the footy instead of do his job. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> they do. They have this. Um, there's a scene with them at having a campfire, and they talk about is it a devil tattoo? Isn't there? Yeah. Um, which I think is yeah. Sergeant with Sergeant Wells tells this story of a one of his. It's one of his colleagues, isn't it? In a yeah. I think in a routine mission, and he he get he steps on a mine, gets blown up, and and literally he's in pieces, and the only thing that's left of him is the devil tattoo that was on his backside i think yeah it was, yeah. It was completely, yeah you know and obviously you can tell that's going to be a reference to what's about to happen soon because obviously he says it's almost like you know you know there's a you know stranger things happen and and such like yeah. so yeah it plays into the chaos that's about to ensue quite soon <laughs> mm, yeah and you know uh, no sooner said than done that a dead cow i think it is gets dropped in the middle of their camp and sort yep. of spooks everyone up pretty good <laughs> I liked, uh, I think it was Terry, Terry Milburn, the pro- one of the privates just started shooting his rifle at the cow for no apparent <laughs> reason. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, um, well, they're armed with, uh, they're armed with training around like blanks. So it's not going to yeah. fire anything, but they, they just, yeah. uh, they tease him because he's like, he's just shooting at uh, yeah. a corpse of an animal and you know, mm. nothing's coming out of the gun. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know they think the uh, they think that the special forces guys who are sort of playing the bad guys in this training scenario are sort of messing with them. You know they have a look at the cow and they're like, oh, there's not any bullet holes on it. There's like all teeth marks and stuff. And you know they're like, oh, I guess they found a dead cow that something else had killed and trying to just mess with us. And so they continue on their merry way um, and sort of 
the next morning they find the encampment for that special forces squad they were supposedly meant to be sneaking past and it's been more or less torn to shreds. Yeah. yeah. There's actually a nice nice 360 shot at that point where the camera mm. pans in a 360 motion showing the whole camp. And it actually show it actually makes it look bigger than it actually is. It's actually not very big at all. It is literally yeah. probably a, a few square meters. So um, yeah, it's mm. quite a good little, you know, from an aesthetic point of view, that was actually quite a good good thing to do. Yeah. It was a nice shot. Yeah. And, you know, they sort of, they get a little confused here, but, you know, the camp's been torn to shreds. There's blood and guts everywhere. They sort of have a look around and they actually find uh, the survivor of that squad, Captain Ryan again, (laughs) (laughs) shows up in the most unfortunate places. And he's just, yeah, and he's just sort of continually repeating, you know, there was only meant to be one. There was only meant to be one. And he's, you know, clawed up pretty bad with a big claw mark across his chest. And everyone just thinks he's a little out of it. But clearly a hostile situation. And for some reason, the Special Forces training squad had all this live ammunition and all these nets and all these tranquilizers. So, like, okay, I guess we can gear up. (laughs) Absolutely. It's like Resident Evil Uh, again, isn't it? mm. Yeah, they sort of all gear up and they start um, this scene, which I quite actually liked, which is this sort of uh, running retreat through the woods. You know, they've got Captain Ryan who's injured, so they've sort of got one man pulling him along. And at one point, ask Bruce, who you mentioned earlier, Dave, to sort of pull the rear guard and uh, sort of just stay a little further back and keep an eye and make sure nothing's following them. Uh, and you sort of get the idea that after sort of a couple of minutes past this, they all have a very clear look at what's chasing them because you only ever see them. You get these flashes of these sort of tall uh, bipedal, so human-shaped figures sort of dashing in between the trees mm-hmm. and this grey, black and white camera, which seems to indicate the vision of whatever's chasing them. Uh, but you never actually get a clear shot on what will eventually, of course, turn out to be the werewolves. Um, I know, I really like that sort of discretion. Like I said, uh, Late Changes did the same thing early on yeah. last episode. How did you guys like this scene? Yeah, I um, I thought it was good. Uh, it shows a nice um, unit organization. I mean, each one's kind of advancing to the next set of trees and um, covering, uh, for, you know, the guys that are um, pulling up the rear. And um, mm. yeah, we we don't get a look at our antagonist not fully. You can tell that it's not a it's not a man. You know, mm. not people <laughs> that are chasing them. Um, and as you said, it it, it, it kind of mirrors uh, what we see um, in late phases for that uh, opening attack on, um, well, no, I don't remember her name, but... <laughs> Amber. Dolores. Dolores, Dolores. yes, yeah. Dolores next door. Uh, so we see that. Uh, we don't get a great look at the creatures, and the, the movie keeps good pace with that, where you really don't mm. until maybe the last, I don't know, 10 minutes. 30 yeah, um, you get fleeting glimpses, and you know what it is. Yeah. And you get a lot of um, face face shots and stuff. So mm. it's good. Uh, yeah, this the scene was great. What, what did you think, man? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think it it shows from a pacing point of view the how they they sort of mix it up because like going back to the start with a couple getting killed in the tent that was quite a quite a fast pace, wasn't it? You, you bang straight mm. away within minutes, you're seeing someone or two people getting killed by, you know, an un- what obviously turned out to be werewolves. Um, and mm. then you obviously got this bit, which is, you know, quite 
not relaxed, but you know, the campfire and everything, everything is a bit of a slow pace and then bang, you're into chaos again. I think it, it's good because it shows the anxiety in the soldiers. Cause obviously these are, you know, these should be people that can, well, handle this sort of situation, obviously not necessarily werewolves, mm. but hostile <laughs> situations. And it shows that their training is kicking in. Sergeant Wells is keeping them together, but you know, keeping them in, in formation and such like, but there's still that chaos, you know, where they're just, just firing shots off. They're not sure what's attacking them. I think, mm. like you said, with the, the, the black, you know, black and white or grey vision of the of the werewolves is quite a nice little touch as well. It, you know, added a bit of atmosphere to it. So, no, I think it's it's a good good scene. Sort of, it shows what's to come, really, because obviously there is a lot of action in this film compared to, uh, especially compared to the two that we covered last episode. So, yeah, it's a good scene. Yeah, this is a really high action film. You're right. Um, yeah, so sort of part way through this scene, we got Bruce who was doing the rear guard duty, sort of. Um, gives up and drops his gun. I think it stops, it jams or something. I think at some point he tries to reload it several times and nothing appears to work. So it sort of just drops it and begins running. And like Dave mentioned, uh, runs sort of face first into this broken off branch and uh, impales himself and then gets attacked by a welve to make things worse. <laughs> um, yeah, um, that was yeah. a confusing shot. I mean, he's he's yeah. running pretty quickly, but I don't think it's going to put you about half a meter up a branch. That's, you know... Yeah, you might have hit might. it and bounced off, or maybe got yeah. stuck in a little bit, but it's not going to go through your body just because you were running. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he might meant to be pulling that. Maybe you know the well caught up to him and sort of pushed him, but uh, I, I yeah, really it, can't tell. It didn't it's show a messy at all. It's yeah. it was. Yeah, they probably just needed to you know thin the herd, as it were. Mm. Mm. To me, the first Rambo film, First Blood, where he's setting traps for the. Mm. Uh, the, uh, oh yeah but that like, like sprung at some dude and was, <laughs> true yeah yeah completely different i mean he discarded yeah. and ran into a branch uh, mm-hmm. i mean if it got you yeah. in the eye or something i could see but <laughs> yeah, not a true. not a branch that's like yeah. i don't know what is that 15 20 centimeters it was pretty pretty yeah thick it's a big thick branch yeah uh, mm. anyway yeah, it killed him. Yeah, <laughs> because, yeah. <laughs> he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's a bit weird. And then, you know, sort of the sergeant has to drop back and see if he's managed to make it or not um, and sees, you know, Bruce didn't make it. And then he gets attacked and gets sort of uh, cut along the stomach mm. and gets gutted almost actually. Oh, and, you yeah, know, they're, uh, they're coming mm. out of there. <laughs> It was a bit comedic, wasn't it? That scene where these guts are literally falling out, and they're trying to. I think is is it uh, Cooper's trying to? I, I think it's Cooper. Yeah, them, yeah, it's Cooper. Yeah, trying to pop him. Yeah, he's trying to pop him back in. Like, no, no, don't. That hurts. <laughs> well, it, bit... My guts are out. We'll just have to stuff him back in. Yeah. <laughs> well, the sergeant's like, they're not gonna fit. <laughs> so Cooper's like, yeah, yeah. yeah, they are. We'll just put them back in. <laughs> yeah, and you know, sort of Cooper, despite all the sergeants sort of urgings to let him be and sort of just go on without him, manages to pull him through and catch up with the rest of the squad, mm-hmm. who are very fortunately rescued by a woman in a Jeep, uh, Emma Cleesby, who's playing Megan, right? Or is it pronounced yeah. Megan in the film? I can't remember. Uh, probably Megan. I yeah. Know. They don't say her name, but like twice. No. Mm. We'll call her Megan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Megan's easier. <laughs> Rolls off a little easier. Yeah, but she sort of pulls up. She's sort of just driving down this country road, pulls up in a Jeep and sees all these men literally jumping off. I think Spoon literally jumps in front of the Jeep to make us stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they sort of all 
barrel in and uh, she's sort of starting to rev up the engine again when there are werewolves all over the all over the damn vehicle. You know, a hand shop. comes in through the ceiling. All over the shop. Very good, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it makes it look like the biggest Land Rover ever. They're all fit in the back of it. Yeah, They've got werewolves like- on top. There's werewolves <laughs> with an arm in it. I think, God, how big is this Land Rover? <laughs> it's massive. Big enough for the camera. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, you've got an you've got a sort of a clawed arm coming in through the ceiling. You've got uh, you see you sort of see some more shots of the werewolves' heads now as they sort of uh, peer in through the windows and sort of bash around the jeep a bit. But she manages to get the car started and off they go. She says, "Oh, there's you know, there's one house with a phone. Uh, we'll see if we can drive there." And they sort of pull up. Everyone barrels out, and you get to this sort of it looks like it. the style is very cottage-like, but it's sort of this two-story, uh, quite large house. You know, nice rock and sort of tiled roof kind of look. Very quintessential British. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, everyone sort of barrels inside and you get this, uh, this sort of uh, scene you get sometimes that I really like, which is the suddenly abandoned idea. You know, there's food on the table. Everything's very clean and neat. It just looks like everyone went out for a smoke or something. (laughs) (laughs) Or a snack. Or a snack, perhaps, yes. Ah. Mm. And, you know, all the the soldiers sort of start tearing apart the food and sort of just eating away, you know, getting into the bread and getting into some kind of possibly pork, maybe not stew. Uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I always no, no, that. They never uh, clarified. I was like, "Is that?" Yeah, like that I mean, like at the is? end of the yeah, at the end of the film, there are like skeletons in the closet and stuff. I have a feeling that the uh, the pack might save food for later. <laughs> so I think that might not be pork. Um, yeah, whatever it was, it was delicious. <laughs> mm, yeah, but for the moment, it's a uh, pork pork stew and bread. And they sort of all start digging in and. You know, Megan berates them a bit, but um, the private sort of brushes off saying, you know, they're soldiers. You eat when you can. You sleep when you can. (laughs) Just to get through whatever happens to you. Yeah. Same with podcasting as well. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I see a big loaf of bread, I just sort of start tearing into it. (laughs) (laughs) Is that like, why wouldn't you? (laughs) Third cup of coffee. Mm. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so they're sort of in this house now. And it turns out this isn't the house with the phone. The house with the phone is, you know, just over the Glen, other side of the Glen, you know, maybe a few hours drive, nothing too difficult. Um, you know, so they're, they're like, we just got comfortable, but, you know, we've glued we've glued the sergeant up, <laughs> which yeah, we sort of glossed over. But, yeah, they sort of, they use super glue and a lot of whiskey to sort yeah. of put the sergeant back together temporarily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they, they, you know, it's a it's a little uh, history lesson on the origin of super glue. Yeah, yeah, built to sort of just literally glue you back together in case of emergencies in Vietnam. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so it's like, well, we just got here, but we might as well leave and sort of go outside to uh, to find that the uh, the Land Rover or the Jeep sort of already in ruins uh, with a few werewolves around it. You know, they've very clearly gone after the engine and the tires. They know where to cut it up to stop the uh, stop the car from working. And, 
you know, you got the two guys there and on the other side of the vehicle, you got two or three whales and it's just this sort of momentary standoff where it's like, Oh, don't move. Stop, stop staring at them. It's like, I can't stop staring at them. <laughs> <laughs> that applies to a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's this nice sort of five to 10 second calm, but tense moment. And then he drops the flare and everything goes to shit. They barrel into the house and try and keep the door closed. Uh, you know, you've got arms sort of jamming the door open on the well mm-hmm. side. Everyone trying to keep it closed. You hear, you know, the walls around the other side of the house, trying other entrances. And it sort of quickly devolves into this giant mess. Uh, isn't at this point that, because there's a dog at the house as well, isn't there? Mm, and yeah, he's, yeah. he's sort of pulling on the bandage of Sergeant oh, Wells. no, that was... Yeah, yeah. Was, was, was it his guts? The bandage. I, I thought it was the bandage, was but it just yeah, bandage. Yeah. Okay. It might yeah. have been intestine, it might have I been bandage. Yeah, I presumed it was a bandage. sausage link there. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> pulling yeah. at his uh, guts. It might have just yeah. been a bandage. Yeah. I like bandage. bandage. Yeah. Let's assume bandage. Yeah. yeah, but you got this moment where um, Captain Ryan, again, proving he's a massive jerk, is like, just someone shut the dog up already and then reaches for a rifle, <laughs> very clearly yeah, trying really. to shoot the dog for the second time in the movie. Um, and Spoon guy, just you know, throws up on him. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's not a dog guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Spoon just <laughs> yes. vomits on his head. Yeah, right on top of his head. <laughs> uh, yeah, this sort of, it's sort of very good at breaking the tension. The, you know, they've managed to lock the doors that's safe for the moment and the tension of Captain Ryan's being a massive jerk and trying to shoot the dog breaks. You know, he asks where he can wash himself off. He gets told to go upstairs to the bathroom. You know, you begin the classic horror movie of split people up on different floors of the house Absolutely. to make them make them easier to get. Yeah, and well, I mean, these boys have a lot of uh, doors and entrances to cover too, so... I mean, oh, they're, yeah. they're splitting by necessity rather than um, a forced mm. or contrived circumstance. Yeah. You know, they're not oh, yeah. going like, hey, let's split up, guys, because we'll cover more ground. No, it's like, <laughs> if we don't split up, we're going to leave something uncovered and yeah. get in. Yeah, this house feels like it's like 80% window from all the shots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those movie houses where the inside, you know, feels much larger than the outside mm. indicated. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you sort of get them splitting up, you know, you got men guarding the windows, you got guys going upstairs and sort of checking the windows and doors up there, checking the rooms, and they get Sarge into one of the upstairs beds, I think. Sort uh, of just Yeah, uh, so they mm. they do the gluing scene like after this. Oh yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, when they patch him back. Yeah, they up. had a bandage they had him bandaged up earlier, that was yeah. it. Yeah, that's, it, yeah. yeah. that's why they're, yeah, they're that's dog, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> isn't this where Megan sort of starts sort of saying what her background on things, where she's sort of been tracking them, isn't she? And, mm. and then like every full moon, and I think she then mentions that I think about 15 people have vanished. And Yeah, uh, yeah she's like a zoologist, I believe. That's it, yeah. She sort of starts giving a bit of background. And I think she makes the point of that that uh, no one has tried silver bullets as well mm. that sort of gets slipped yeah. into the conversation she's sort of sort of talking to cooper about all this isn't she and i think that's where she's sort of saying that you are dealing with werewolves and because at this point cooper's still a bit oh, are we dealing with yeah. werewolves and you're like mm. you know you think yeah you should be coming to that conclusion about now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah well everyone seems pretty resistant to the idea for a bit i mean 
fair enough. These are, you know, guys in the army. Their idea is they've probably got a very practical worldview and, hey, werewolves are a thing, probably doesn't uh, fit in too well immediately. But, you know, they sort of start accepting it as time goes on. (laughs) They do, and um, to be fair, they've seen them. They're, these aren't mm. blind guys, you know. We don't we yeah. don't get an Ambrose yeah, yeah. jumping to it's a werewolf uh, just by the sound of something's breathing and yeah. a, mm. a couple claw marks yeah. on the wall. Ooh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it it takes them a while, but they sort of are beginning to accept the idea that this might be a little out of their uh out of their field of expertise. Um, but at this point, you've got. You know, it's fairly peaceful. Nothing's happened for a while. Like I think in the in the realm of the movie, it's probably uh, so not by actual runtime, but by like time the characters experience is probably being like half an hour without anything yeah. drastic happening. And you know, they're like, oh, maybe they've buggered off for the night. And uh, Megan very very quickly brings that talk down, saying, no, no, they're they're a pack. They're just waiting and testing to see if there are any weak spots coming up. And uh, sort of inserts the idea that these are very smart, very sort of coordinated creatures. Absolutely. Well, you know, you know that by the them taking out the Land Rover earlier, mm, they know yeah. what to do. You can tell they've got the mind, the mind of a human, not a, mm. a rabid animal. Sort of what yeah. a combination of both, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. This is yeah. Um, this is a much more effective pack than we see um, in our elderly wolves from yeah. faces. <laughs> they kind of just stand mm. there the elderly a, don't make good werewolves. in a little uh, circle staring at the the meat bait. Yeah, no, no. These are these are sort of smart, fit and active werewolves, not uh werewolves past their prime. <laughs> yeah. Um and they don't have creepy flat faces, so yeah, points no, in their they favor have, immediately. Mm, they have like full wolf faces with a proper extended uh muzzle and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I think we'll dig into their design um, maybe toward the end when they get the yeah, actual mm, review. When they get the full shots. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so um, so everything's peaceful for a bit. Uh, you know, you get a lot of images of the guys sort of going around various parts of the house, looking around for various things they can use. Uh, you know, I think Joe and Terry sort of start boiling pots of water on the stove. Uh, I think Spoon finds a sword. Or is he it, does. Uh, he, uh, yeah, he does. Yeah. I think it might have been Spoon. I think it's Spoon finds the sword. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And yeah, Coop, Coop. You know, he's like, "Hey, hey, boys, they were under extremely limited ammunition. You know, conditions. Mm. All they had was the one or two clips. Um, that the yeah. forces that they grabbed from there. And mm. he's like, "Yeah, throw some, throw some pots on, and uh, get some, yeah, get some water boiling water. Yeah." And uh, Which that's cool. It's very, very effective. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. Uh, there was, uh, it was a sort of similar thing, but uh, years and years ago, there was the Doctor Who episode with David Tennant, the werewolf one. Did any of you watch that? Um, no. no. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. So, no, the werewolf had, um, I think it was a mistletoe allergy or something. It had been trained to dislike mistletoe. So they fought it off at one point by boiling a pot of water and putting mistletoe in it. It sort of splashed between the heat and between the scent of mistletoe, which it hated. It sort of just backed off for a bit. Oh, okay. Did, was it yeah. a Christmas episode? Um, <laughs> I, don't I, don't it, I don't think it was a Christmas episode. I know it, it, it implied the queen was a werewolf. 
Um, <laughs> oh right, okay, maybe. Yeah, and uh, sort of that's that yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, um, maybe the plant is related to wolf spain, which is yeah, something like that. Traditional. Uh, mm. herb yeah, more of traditional herb in a uh, wealth law. Mm. Yeah. Um. I guess speaking of Doctor Who, was um Sean Pertwee's father is also an actor. Like he's second mm. generation. I want to yeah. say he was in early Doctor Who as well. I could be could be wrong. He might have been. Now I gotta look it up. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay, keep talking. Done. I'll 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 look it <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, you know, you got uh, you got everyone being resolved. Counted up their ammunition. You know, we've got. X amount of bullets, X amount of shotgun shells. We've got a grenade each. So then we've got an axe, a sword, some kitchen cutlery, and a couple of pots of boiling yep. water. Yeah. And uh, sort of soon after this, you get this sort of second major attack where the wolves sort of probe the uh, defenses of the house, as it were. So you get this sort of simultaneous back and front attack again. But then they also start going for different windows uh, they start going upstairs, I think, as yeah, well. It, it gets crazy, doesn't it? It's it gets very messy. Scene, which, which is mm. good, actually. I mean, because it's, it's done very well because that's what would happen in this situation. It's not mm. just one funnel point, you know, like, like you said, they're attacking from different directions. Mm. The soldiers mm. using different, they're teaming up. They're, you, you know, they're using all the resources they can in front of them. I think it's done, it's done really well. Um, isn't yeah. this at one point? Again, I don't know if it's this scene. Isn't this one point where one of them's using a shotgun on the uh, on the werewolf, and you know he's just re- you know shooting off mm. uh, rounds at the at the werewolf, and doesn't then the werewolf take it off him and yeah. shoot the shotgun <laughs> and then shoot <laughs> something like at that? Him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was good, that was brilliant. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, to, to jump back in, um, yeah. John yeah. John Pertwee's father, and he was uh, mm. he portrayed the doctor. Um, from 1970 to 74. So, there's uh, yeah. Yes, he would. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, I can see the similarity now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so we have this sort of, uh, to jump back in again, we have this sort of a very, a lot. there's a lot of quick violent cuts in this scene as you sort of go from part to part of the house, you know, wells breaking in through this door, through this window. Uh, at one point, you see someone use the, the letter flap on the front door. They sort of just jam a rifle in it and start <laughs> firing wildly, which I thought was uh, pretty funny. Actually, I don't know why that image is funny to me, but the idea of <laughs> sort of the little flap going up for uh, where a letter usually comes, you just stick the barrel of a gun through it. It yeah. seems a bit weird to me. Well, yeah. I mean, it might have been more effective had he been doing that when the werewolf was at the door before it mm. went away. Yeah, it's like after it backed off as well. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, mm. they're just trying to get it to go away, but that's just wasting like precious ammunition. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As uh, Cooper said at some point, tight controlled bursts, and uh, no one ever yeah. listened. To <laughs> no one listened to that at all. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not even sure if he was listening to that. I don't think he was. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a good thought in theory. Yeah, not an yeah. execution. Like, didn't three, <laughs> three round yeah. bursts, guys, and they're just. <laughs> auto. Oh, we're all out. Uh, Everyone's yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You know you've I, got a sort of a. Mm, no, these you guys go. are getting like reverse Ramboed by the werewolves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It really feels like it. Because <laughs> yeah, one of them gets their arm cut off as well, doesn't it? One of the werewolves, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One, um, one sticks their arm through the top window of the back door and sort of grabs a guy by the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they come and they throw 
the boiling water on it. They beat it over the head with a pan. And then <laughs> I think it's Cooper again comes in with the sword yeah, and just sort of chops his arm off at about the elbow. And, you know, you get a good look at the arm there. It's sort of, it's not actually that hairy. It's just this sort of uh, very greasy skinned, very thick, muscular, very human, like actually yeah. arm. Yeah. Just happens to have super long claws. Nothing unusual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I think this is the point where uh, Wells breaking upstairs as well. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, and Sarge is asleep in bed. Yeah, <laughs> where they wake him up, don't they? <laughs> Sarge, they wake try. up. <laughs> they yeah. try it first. Yeah, no. Cooper's yelling, "Sarge, wake up! Sarge, wake up!" And I'm like, "You just fired a rifle over his face, and he yeah. didn't wake up. I don't think he's gonna wake up." <laughs> <laughs> Isn't then when he does wake up, he starts shooting a, a rifle and a pistol. He's like he's like yeah, dual yeah. wielding. <laughs> he loves those John Woo movies. He's just yeah. going after. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. Uh, so oh. here's where we get our our first, I think, full shot of the werewolves because there's mm. two in the room. Mm-hmm. There's one standing yeah. up in the room and one at the window. Yeah, yeah. This is where we get a good shot of them. And they're, uh, they're big old boys. These guys are yeah, okay. yeah. They're really they're, tall. They're live, you know. They're they're mm. not uh, huge, hulking beasts uh, like we saw in um, American Werewolf. These mm, guys are yeah. more, more slender, but they're and they're pretty tall, two meters yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, they're well, they're very tall, like eight nine foot. I'd say at least yeah. they're sort they're, of... they're ducking a little yeah. bit to fit in the. Uh, the room. Yeah, windows yeah. in the room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I quite like this design personally. You know, it's this very humanoid uh, bipedal design. They're sort of standing perfectly straight for the most part, but they've got this big shaggy almost mane down to past their shoulders, yeah. and then this very very wolf like. It's it's almost like just a wolf head yeah. on top of the body. It's a uh, almost like the Egyptian gods kind of style where you've got yeah. human body, animal head, but it uh, looks a lot more terrifying than the old hieroglyphics. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> These, um, yeah. they're, they're reminiscent of the werewolves from, um, what, what white wolves, uh, rage, uh, world of darkness mm. game. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. guess there's the three forms in the game. There's the, the more humanoid mm. form. There's an actual wolf, form and then the mm. super giant form which is i guess yeah to this yeah 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 and yeah yeah i mean i'd say this is my favorite form of a werewolf i, I must admit i'm quite a fan mm. of the werewolf that looks with with the face of a wolf rather than some mm. of the sort of variations i this is you know if you if I had to pick a favorite werewolf, this is often a conversation <laughs> I have with my wife. Um, <laughs> what's your favorite werewolf? Uh, this would be this would be my favorite type. You know, the one where they're quite quite lean, you know, on on two legs with a wolf's mm. face. You know, yeah. I'd say this is you know. So they've kept it quite quite traditional in in lots yeah. of aspects on this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I think it's just a pretty good design. It's very imposing when they you get this sort of backlit with the one standing in front of the window. You see the light coming in behind it, and it's just this towering figure that, like you said, has to crouch a little to fit in the room. They've got these big, broad shoulders as well. They look very uh, well-muscled and intimidating. 
Yeah. Um. The the act. The, I think there's like three actors that portray the mm. the the pack. Um. They they're I want to say they're dancers by trade as well as actors, and they're okay. standing on stilts. So mm. that's yeah. That's why they're so tall. Um. There's no. There's no CG here. This is practical effects, yeah. which is great. I mean, this yeah. keeps the movie um, fresh, makes it still yeah. you know rewatchable today. It's again, mm. we thankfully avoid that pitfall um, from American Werewolf in Paris, where yeah. you know, <laughs> if you keep mentioning it, we're going to have to cover it. No, we're not going to cover it. <laughs> we're not going to watch it. Um, listeners, if if you would like to chime in on that. Um, we'll, we'll take, uh, comments on it, but <laughs> I'm not willing to revisit that film. <laughs> Fair enough. I sat through Howling 3, um, uh, yes, for no. you guys out there. Uh, yeah, you made the and I'm, <laughs> I did, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm willing to go so far, and that was my limit, I think. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, we've discussed the um, wealth design a bit, sort of jump back into the general plot. Uh, so there's this this test of the defenses, as it were, and uh, everyone sort of pulls through relatively uninjured. Uh, but Terry, Private Terry Milburn, he's sort of just reloading with his back to a window, which yep. you should never you should never do in this situation. Uh, and he just gets pulled backwards through the window and uh, pulled away into the darkness, never to be seen again. <laughs> Yeah, I think except for when uh, Megan, he shows up a bit later, actually. Yeah, I think at this point, mm. got, he's gone. Yeah, he's he, just immediately gone. Because I think this is what, isn't this bit where where the whole Megan knowing Ryan thing comes into the equation now, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. They start talking about how she was um, hired to sort of help him out in figuring out what was going on here with the uh, werewolves. Or at yeah, least that's so, what she says. Um, yeah. yeah, we find that yeah. um, Captain Ryan, this isn't his first uh, dance with these guys. Um, they mm. they came previously, uh, I think it was a, maybe two months ago, um, yeah. To, yeah. to investigate, you know, rumors of the disappearances and um, some monsters. So the, the government, or I guess a uh, secret weapons division, uh, or special mm. weapons division is interested in the werewolves um, in weaponizing yep. them. So yeah. um, the uh, Megan was embedded with the special force team the first time, the first run through, and this is yeah. uh, Captain Ryan's uh, his return trip um, under, I guess, the the mistaken impression there was just one wolf, but you think he would have known about the first time. Anyway. <laughs> mm, yeah. No. Didn't turn out so well, the return trip. No, definitely not. Yeah, so um, they have their arguments about all that, you know, anything to sort of raise the tension and get people to stop paying attention to their surroundings. <laughs> um, and, you know, uh, someone eventually raised, uh, Megan, pardon, eventually raises, raises the idea that um, the family here kept their own Land Rover out in the barn and that uh that might be a way out possibly maybe who knows <laughs> um and they concoct this very risky plan to sort of uh distract the wolves and get spoon was it yeah spoon to yeah, run spoon. out hot fix uh, the no it's car. uh was it uh, huh? joe oh get joe. joe to run out pardon yeah 
so to get Joe to run out, yeah, uh, right. sort of hot fix the car, get it backed up to the front door so they can load everyone in the back and then sort of just get out as fast as they can and uh, drive the four hours or whatever it is to the nearest town. <laughs> <laughs> Which, no, the nearest <laughs> population center. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Pardon. Got to be very specific there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, oh, and that's that's why I thought it was Spoon. Um, yeah, he's the, plan the is spoon. distraction. Is, yeah, it's the decoy. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, is, but... I, I adore this scene because it's, yeah. it's hilarious. <laughs> you know, he sort of runs out there by himself, lights a flare to get their attention, and just goes, come and have a go if you think you're yeah. hard enough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very uh, typical British phrase there. It's what mm. we live by. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, uh, it makes Spoon more endearing. And I think even the fact yeah. that he, he was like voluntold to go do it. He didn't volunteer for this. Mm. He yeah, wasn't even yeah. Listening, they're discussing the plan, and he looks up, and he's like, "What? What?" Yeah, they're like, <laughs> we'll need something loud and annoying, and everyone just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he they sort of they've left a rope out of one of the top windows so that he can, can sort of quickly climb back up into the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, but while he's got the attention of one or two of the wolves, uh, Joe sort of sprints his way over to the barn, sneaks inside, and gets to work on the car. Um, you know, <laughs> Spoon gets upstairs into the bedroom. They've uh, tied the rope to the bed sarges on for whatever reason. <laughs> um, and, you know, he gets up safely and then a well grabs the rope and nearly crushes Cooper against the wall using the bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of showing off just how strong and heavy they are. Oh, I yeah, guess they're, they're moving this giant Much heavy, more heavier than mm. a man. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> and you know sort of cut back to everyone sort of bundled up next to the door getting ready to sort of spring into the car and make their escape uh joe finally hot fixes the car sort of flicks the headlights on and there's one of the werewolves just uh finishing eating terry <laughs> yeah yeah there's this you know blood all over the winds all over the windscreen turn the wipers on sort of get that orange glaze effect uh <laughs> that Movies with blood on winds on windscreen seem to love. I don't know, I immediately thought of Jurassic Park, but uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. you find that in this film, they actually with seeing him getting mm. there, that the what they make what they make up for the lack of CGI that they make up for in the uh, the actual gore, don't they? It's mm. actually really good. Like you know, throughout the film, like like when they go back to the camp and they find the you know all the remains of the soldiers and they're like yeah they're stepping in it and everything it's really you know it's done really mm. well actually it's yeah very, it's, you know quite over the top actually but yeah, yeah. but like yeah, not to the point again. of yeah not to like the point of ridiculousness but it is pretty crazy yeah like, it feels right <laughs> it feels right yeah <laughs> yeah sort of just uh sort of drives his way out does he run over the werewolf i think i can't remember I don't. Or just chucks that throws the head of Terry. Yeah, yeah. At, at the uh, and obviously you know he, he and then I think Freaks they <laughs> he just they just have a they basically have a fight that you don't really see inside the mm. um, inside the Land Rover, don't they? Yeah. yeah so a, he, the second werewolf hiding in the back in the, in the back. Yeah. yeah. So he, he's driven up, sort of backed up against the uh, the house. You know, everyone's like, I think he's here. They sort of are getting ready to burst out and get into the car. And you just see him, see uh, Joe sitting there very still in this puff of uh, misty breath, sort of rhythmically passing his head. And he's like, you're behind me, aren't you? 
<laughs> yeah. Sort of turns around the werewolf's there, sort of just jumps into the back and starts fighting it. And yeah, it's great. It's like it's like yeah. a cartoon, is it? Like, come on, man! Yeah, <laughs> fighting as the camera pans away. Yeah, to his credit, mm. he just doesn't get dragged off and killed. I mean, he's yeah. He, he, he realizes I don't think he's going to get out of there, but he's going to have mm. a go. You know, yeah, absolutely. With his knife. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, and you know, sort of everyone opens the door the back of the car so they open up the back of the car and there's the werewolf with uh the remains of joe and the plan very quickly goes from oh we're all going to get out of here it's going to be okay to we've let a werewolf into the house yeah. <laughs> it's horrible because that's the scene where the, all the blood pours out pours out of the land rover doesn't it all the remains mm. just, sort of just flop out it's, yeah yeah oh it's grim but really well it's done very grim <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we get this sort of a third big attack on the house i guess where mm. um the the defenses have been well and truly breached and everyone sort of scatters and the fight gets very confusing and very choppy very quickly well i as, think as, what, as what leads up to that is um our our dear friend captain ryan you know yeah revealing his his car oh yeah <laughs> true identity yeah he turns now doesn't he or has done at this point because there's no, um, this is actually, because this is the funny thing. There actually is no CGI, at this, of, like we've said before, but this, mm. you're, you don't actually see him really turning, do you? From a, no. A, you, you know, you see, you know, his, the, his eyes colour change and, and you know, his teeth start extending, but you don't really see the actual, you know, compared to the films mm. we did last episode, you don't actually see him transform, you know, the bones cracking and the, <laughs> you know, the hair sprouting and such. Like, it's sort of, it's almost like a, like a show, isn't it? Where he sort of, he falls, mm. he does it behind a table, doesn't he? He sort of falls <laughs> off the table. Wait a minute, I'm just going to change into my costume. Where's that? <laughs> comes back, yeah. I'm not wearing <laughs> It's brilliant. <laughs> Well, I, I can't imagine the um, the the shooting that like the principal uh, photography of this would have been very long. Um, it's a compressed yeah. film, and I think from our our commentary um, that Cameron so kindly dug into for American Werewolf, the what was it like <laughs> a two week shoot for the yeah, transformation? Yeah. They did. They don't. Have it time would, to no, do that. Yeah, yeah. No transformation sequences with just practical effects take so long to do, and they're so expensive as yeah, well. They, they 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 wisely put their budget on some gore and the really good werewolf costume. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that's sort of revealed that uh, you can actually turn because you know he looks and his chest's all being healed up from where he was slashed the other day. You know. Like uh, like Matt said, you get the eye color change where I'm assuming they just cut, put some contacts on, yeah, cut again. Lenses, yeah, yeah, it looks really good. It's very effective. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but he yeah he just drops below the table and like five seconds later, <laughs> this full blown werewolf just stands up completely nude. <laughs> and, like the guy was in full gear as well. It's a yeah. bit weird, but uh, yeah. So this is when uh everything well and truly goes to the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um yeah, we get everyone sort of splitting up, uh, not intentionally, I think, but they sort of just barricade themselves in whatever small rooms they can find. Uh I think I'm getting it right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the yeah. the barn's been blown up by this point as well. So oh yes, just... they they blew up the barn. Yeah. So that it's literally just the house left now. Mm. No, no Land Rovers. We've gone, we've gone through all the Land Rovers. We've gone through, through two barn. cars. Yeah, four radios. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
And then isn't this the point now where it's getting to where Megan reveals her, <laughs> her mm. true colors as well? Yeah, as well. Which uh, this is the thing with uh, the movie being so compressed is it blurs together a bit. Like I watched yeah. this, I watched this four hours ago. and uh i'm having trouble remembering the exact sequence of events at the end because it's just so messy and so it does it gets it gets crazy yeah i think at this point megan because i think she's i think she's been cut at some point throughout this i think yeah she cut a hand yeah Yeah. so she starts turning and then i think that this this is a scene where the, the werewolves are behind her aren't they and mm. they, and then I think is it I think Cooper shoots her in the head before she yeah. start you know Finish before she actually transforms yeah 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 so well, she says she thing. lets them in she's like I've I've let them in the door yeah that's it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and like you know she, the reason she wasn't in any of the family photos was she was the one holding the camera and like in earlier scenes she's been using a camera to temporarily blind the walls yeah. and sort of help fend them off. So there's a little bit of foreshadowing there, I guess. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's this meant to be this big reveal. And if you look back, there are some, like, inconsistencies in her stories about, you know, this other house in the Glen where she supposedly lives and everything. Uh, so you can pick up on this if you pay more attention to the dialogue and stuff. But uh, the first time I watched this is a twist for me. I was quite happy to be surprised by this. Yeah. Because yeah, they yeah. sort of come to the conclusion, or she doesn't she actually say that that the family, well, they come, they know they come to the conclusion, don't they, that, that the family, you know, that should have been mm. living in this house are actually the werewolves. That's why yeah, they know the yeah. place so well because it's their mm. own house. <laughs> yeah, it gives yeah. them, it, yeah. it just hammers home that uh, sort of, I guess, reverse uh, Goldilocks analogy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> they've gone in they've ate the food they've slept in the beds mm. you know. of course they're pissed at them yes i think they literally <laughs> say um something to that effect mm. you know we yeah they make a reference when they not long yeah. when they're eating <laughs> they're, when they're raiding all the food they make a reference mm. to it yeah 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 so everything's gone to the dogs as i said you know you got um one guy's barricaded himself in the loo another one's in the linen closet another one's in just the uh the bathroom with the bath and shower <laughs> you know everyone's <laughs> sort of holding back doors and trying desperately to get their hands on anything they can use to sort of defend themselves and i think um i think it's cooper sort of uses a crowbar or something to dig his way through the wall of the bathroom as the door gets broken down yeah yeah, yeah. sort of finds this finds this inner wall area that uh has some skeletons in the on the flooring That's and a- uh, makes his way down to the basement I think, yeah, because at this point it's just him and him and Wells, isn't it? Mm, him, yeah. well, him, Wells, and Spoon is still. Yeah. I think they're the they, only they three left at this point. Um, yeah, Cooper mm. and uh, Wells ran up the stairs, and they're 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 calling for um, Spoon to follow him after, but uh, mm. I think one of the werewolves knocked him, uh, maybe locked him off. Locked, yeah, stopped, yeah, stopped him from going up the stairs, and so mm. um, Coop and uh, Wells. They they they've been using like little um, stun grenades, so they kind of toss one down the stairs and mm, yeah. you know, give themselves reprieve for I don't know thirty seconds to go. Yeah, to yeah. I think I think it was, uh, Wells was using a, a lighter and a, a spray can, wasn't he, to do a little uh, mini flame yeah. as well? Yeah, once yeah. he's once he's uh, caught up in the the bathroom by himself. Yeah. Mm. And then there's a yeah, scene yeah. with with um, 
with Spoon where he attacks because obviously he's sort of one on one with the the werewolf at that the best point. Best scene in the movie. It's brilliant. Oh, it's so where, good. Where he attacks him with a knife, doesn't he? he starts attacking mm. with a knife and does that. Ah, die! <laughs> sort of <laughs> scene where, and obviously the werewolf sort of just brushes him off effectively, even though he's been stabbed. He stabbed the werewolf mm. like twenty times, and then they effectively have a boxing fight, don't they? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's he's brilliant. Winning. He's winning this mm. fight. He's chucking yeah. a couple yeah. pots and pans, and he's, you know, his his boxing game's strong. Um, <laughs> But unfortunately, it's not a one-on-one uh, one one. One match. No. 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 He he gets a bit ganged up on. Yeah. Uh, he does well. Yeah. Um, initially, attempts... Is it is it Spoon who blows himself up in the kitchen? I no. can't remember exactly. No. No, it's no, well. He, yeah. he, just t- he just threatens them and hopes... He's like, I hope... Mm. You, I hope well, he hope, says hope something take... to the effect of, I hope you get indigestion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. That's it. <laughs> And then yeah. is, is this the bit where where the the tooth ends up in the wall when they have a fight? He like knocks one of the werewolves tooth out. Yeah, like, when he and he goes and he goes in the face in the wall. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. He got he got a, he got in a good fight right at the end. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he went down fighting. Bless him. Mm, yeah, and I think yeah. After this, uh, Cooper and Wells get separated, and. Uh, I think Wells tells Coop to hide in the basement. I think it is. Yeah, he basically yeah, he, yeah. he tells him to go into the basement, and because he's he's starting to transform at that point. Mm, well, yeah. So he he's healed so, up as well. Yeah. yeah. So he's sort of he's sort of having a bit of a fit at this point, isn't he? Where he mm. sort of you can see, um, and he sort of ends up sort of collapsed in front of the cooker. Um, mm. and you can see again he's starting to get the yellow the yellow eyes, and you know the teeth are starting to form, and that's where. You have this sort of almost slow motion scene where the the werewolves are sort of just just creep into the room, don't they? Well, the kitchen, yeah, they yeah. It. So they just they just sort of go and do, 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 as they walk in and surround him. And then I think he, that's where he, he, he uses the cooker, doesn't he, to blow him up? Yeah, yeah. 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 He cuts the gas line. That's it. Mm. Yeah. And then yeah. Um, then yeah, blows up the house effective, very effectively. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing left but a bit of rubble and I think one wall at the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was another good one. You know, they, they of course use a model and mm. blow it up oh. and it was uh great. <laughs> so it, it, it was beautiful. Masonry yeah. and wood flying everywhere. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and so we sort of we pan back to uh Cooper all on his lonesome in the basement with uh, the dog. With the dog. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. dog makes it. Good, good dog. Um, and you know, down in the basement, there's a there's a lot of stuff. There's a very familiar tent from the very start of the film, yes. <laughs> Along with a lot of skeletons, uh, various victims of the family, obviously. Uh, but lo and behold, who else has made it through the blast? But um, <laughs> Captain Ryan, the werewolf, oh Ryan, <laughs> with a sword through his chest, <laughs> like yeah. it's nothing. Yeah. And um, yeah, here we have kind of the best. I think the best example of Chekhov's gun I've seen, because this was a long pull, um, the the silver pen knife. (laughs) Yeah, the the silver letter opener from the very start of the film is now used because the the hiking couple's gear is all here and he's like desperately scrabbling for anything he can use. Uh, Sort of picks it up without thinking, stabs him in the chest with it. And this is like the one bit of CG, I'm pretty sure, like they colour switch the knife a little to make it glow. Mm-hmm. 
and give it that sort of burning look. Um, but doesn't finish Ryan off with that. Uh, goes for the handgun and um, so I guess the, sil- the just the touch of silver depletes their immunity to harm or something. Yeah, because I, yeah, they're, they're, they're like immortal. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, we don't even see um, a werewolf missing an arm. Like they, yeah, I guess it grew back. They grew it back. Like, <laughs> yeah, these yeah. guys are, <laughs> are tough. You know, it's. Mm. Uh, I think the whole night, uh, there's a couple shots of a clock. It's maybe like three hours for the siege. Yeah, it's not a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he sort of stabs Ryan with the with the letter opener and then a single shot from the handgun to the head blows him wide open, quite literally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very... But there's a key line he says at that point, which is obviously a reference to the um, when England won the World Cup. Back mm. in um, 1966, because he goes, yeah. um, they think it's all over. It is now, and then then shoots him, <laughs> which is okay, obviously yeah, a reference yeah, to yeah. Um, England Germany, which obviously mm. references to uh, there's a spoon, isn't it? That, yeah, that yes, yeah, obsessed about the about the football. It's so yeah, there's, there's England so, yeah. Germany. Yeah, yeah. so mm. there's oh, a little reference then, there. Yeah, talking of references, jump back. Um, when Cooper and Sergeant find the remains of Spoon in the kitchen. Uh, Cooper just goes, there is no spoon. Where's Spoon? And then I think it's yeah, uh, yeah. Wells Sarge. and says, there yeah. is no spoon. There is no spoon. A, spoon yeah. It's just a bunch of uh, entrails. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, between the two of them, uh, good old dog and Private Cooper managed to take out uh, Captain Ryan, the impaled werewolf, and uh, sort of crawl their way out of the basement into the a completely destroyed house and just begin this long, long trek. Cause you know, it's a four hour drive to get anywhere. It's a lot longer on foot, uh, <laughs> making, making their way out of there. Uh, and we, you know, we go to the credits and I really, really like the credits in this because, uh, yeah. the sort of the coming pictures are just, uh, mid action photos of the werewolf fights that uh, Megan took with the camera when she was using the flash to distract him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wells, Wells hands um, Cooper that roll of film. Mm-hmm. So that's, oh, yeah, him, yeah, yeah. that's him yeah. taking it to the newspapers or the authorities yeah. or someone mm-hmm. and releasing that's right, the yeah, footage. Prove, prove the existence of him, yeah. 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 And he comes up with that brilliant end line at the end where it yeah. says, Werewolves ate my platoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, a schlocky B-movie. Yeah, 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 right at the end. Yeah, really. and that, that's also great because then it pans out to you know England beat Germany five one, and <laughs> which I think around that time they did from memory. There is a there was a mm. back in the two thousands we did beat Germany five one, which is really big deal for England. Which is yeah, yeah, this film was made. So yeah, that could actually I can't remember the, the year we beat them, but yeah, yeah, that was actually that's probably the uh, inspiration. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's this interesting idea that this is this small tabloid style story uh, in amongst, you know, your regular daily news <laughs> sort of cast everything in a sort of different light. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, we, we've had this intimate look at this very harrowing night and it's just been mm. trivialized in the in the paper. I mean, I'm surprised to go yeah. there at all. It's like a tabloid, you know, article. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then we, I guess, we skipped slightly the most uncomfortable scene in the in the film, where, um, uh, for me anyway, uh, Captain mm. Ryan, you know, he's impelled with that sword, and he's like trying oh, to yeah. to stab the sword through um, Cooper's mouth, but it 
Lily's mm. head, and it the sword's it like grinding on his, his teeth. teeth. Oh, it was mm. that was worse than the dentist? That's a, a sword <laughs> in the mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, but uh, overall, I really, really like this movie. It's so different to a lot of the. Uh, well, I can't say a lot of the generic wealth movies because there's not actually that many of them. But um, a lot of wealth movies in general sort of uh, focus more on, you know, there's one, maybe two werewolves. There's this generally this sort of slow burn horror. But here we have this fast-paced, action-heavy movie that focuses on sort of this tight, claustrophobic space more than anything else. And, you know, there's plenty of humor as well. There's good characters, even if they do blend together a little in the runtime. <laughs> <laughs> And I think it's just a really good, fun experience. Uh, it's Absolutely. also lots of practical effects. So you kn- you guys know how I feel about that. <laughs> 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 They're just the best. Um, <laughs> uh, Dave, what did you think of the film overall? Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was nice to come back and revisit this one. I um, Again, I, I managed a video store, which I may have brought up before, but uh, mm. I saw this like, immediately when it came out and it yeah i don't have a top 10 because i've just seen too many films um Mm. but if i did it would be there um it's one that i i've I've been i guess remiss in revisiting this i i I own Mm. it i don't know why i haven't watched it again recently Um, (laughs) but yeah it's a lot of fun to come back to i was a little bit wary as i always am uh Mm. watching something like 15 years later and yeah, just kind yeah. of praying that it was as good as my nostalgic goggles uh, made it out to be, and I mean it was. I I didn't mm. I didn't find anything um, that I wish maybe hadn't been in there. Uh, there's no mm. need to trim any of this. The fat's pretty much gone. Uh, yeah. Well, if I had one issue with the film, it's the opening three minutes. They mm. did um, too many now this many days later or like two days before yeah. i mean it, i mm. i lost track of you know when temporally this is supposed to be taking place um mm-hmm. it didn't really affect the film um but i think that they could have just done those scenes without really any context it would have been fine yeah 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 definitely. i feel that yeah and you matt yeah, I think out of the the three films that we've covered over the with the werewolf theme, I think this was my favorite actually out of all of them. I think mm. it's it just for me it just ticks lots of boxes. I like you know films with soldiers in it. I like how they deal with these sort of situations. Like I said earlier, the the werewolf design that is my favorite type of werewolf design. So that was spot on. And like you, Cameron, I think the fact that they mm. used a lot of practical effects in this as opposed to cgi just again it's just something i my preference in these sort of you know in any sort of movie really so yeah i and and you know i'm biased i'm british so i like the setting <laughs> i like the soldiers you know and the 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 banter they're having yeah i i really i i really wouldn't change anything in this film particularly i think it's yeah you know there's moments where it's a bit silly it gets a bit cheesy but i think mm. as a whole i think it's a really good werewolf movie i think you know potentially underrated as well because it you know yeah. i mean i know it it's known but i think it does go under the radar a bit um because it's one of those sort of films that i think when i, when I was you know before we recorded this and i was 
you know, speaking to friends, and like, oh yeah, Dog Soldiers, I've heard of that one. It's one of those sort of films that people have heard of, but mm. not necessarily always watched. And I think, you know, again, for anyone that's listening, it's definitely worth watching. I think it's a really good and an easy film to watch as well. I think out of all of them, you don't, it's not that much to keep track of. It does get a bit chaotic, yeah. but that's more from an action point of view than, than sort of story plot. And, you know, and you've got some very good actors in it as well. You know, Sean Pertwee's a brilliant actor. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm really impressed with that. Definitely my, my favorite out of the three we've done. Okay. Yeah. Good. Uh, now shall we move on to listener responses? Three. Yeah. Cause we have actually a fair bit of feedback this week, <laughs> yes. which is pretty good. Um, people are listening to us. Yeah, Bye. exactly. Good job, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, let's see. Uh, Dave, how about you kick us off with um, some of the stuff Jeremy sent us? Um, yeah, I, we'll, let's skip to the end slightly, or at least we're at yeah. the end of the notes. Um, I, I put out mm. a question uh, asking uh, what type of werewolf, as far as like how, okay, yeah, yeah. how they transform, um, was mm, everybody's mm. Um, personal favorite. We uh, we got a couple answers back from that, and then I think we can... Um, well, yeah, we, okay, we may yeah. have already addressed our own uh, personal preferences for this. Um, so mm. I'll just go with uh, Jeremy's um, response. And this mm. is sort of a dual response from the, uh, the guys over at um, the Supernatural podcast, Monster of the Week. Uh, Jeremy says... He prefers the kind that breaks your heart when you have to kill them because you thought they were human and boned down, but then they killed again. So he has a picture of uh, Sam Winchester crying. (laughs) (laughs) And um, Chris uh, at Local Bones, uh, he just says he's in agreement with uh, Jeremy's choice there. Fair point. Um, Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. That's always uh, (laughs) the most emotionally grading type of werewolf I guess (laughs) Uh, get tricked into thinking they're one of you and then they turn on you which I suppose happened in uh, Dog Soldiers with Megan yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah um and Matt how about you handle response to uh, at least reading our other response to favorite type of werewolf yeah um let's have a look we got should I should I do Big Papanito yeah Let's see what he says. Hey, Big Papa. I just want to say that whenever I see his name on Twitter. <laughs> Italian. But, uh, <laughs> but right, so oh, he's, he's got quite a few of this one. Right, start with the first one. What do, you, what do you think would have happened if Neil Armstrong was a werewolf? Would a werewolf on the moon always be in wolf? And do you think he was? And that's why the government had to do a fake moon landing to hide the fact that they'd send a werewolf to the moon. Now, that's an interesting thought. <laughs> a conspiracy theory. Mm. Um, that's a good one, actually. If he, what would happen if he, if he was a werewolf? Yeah. Would he be a werewolf? Yeah, he would be, wouldn't he? I swear, if he was on the moon, he'd be wolf form. I don't think that'd make a difference, would it? I, I mean, I, I guess it depends if it's like a light thing or a hormonal thing. Like if it's a hormonal, hormonal thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, like if if the, if the whole once yeah. a month thing is a hormonal thing, then maybe <laughs> it wouldn't affect him. But yeah. if it's moonlight that does it, then True. yes, supposedly sending a werewolf to the moon would make them always be transformed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe that's where werewolves always ultimately want to be. They want to 
Mm. And that's maybe why Neil Armstrong put himself forward to be to go to the moon. He goes, Oh, I'm going home, really. He's <laughs> really a werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess as long as he's not on the dark side of the moon, he'll uh mm. he'll be right. Hey, that, yeah. Fair point. Yeah. And um he then goes on to say, ask, what would happen if a werewolf was bitten by a zombie? Would we have a zombie wolf or a zombie person or one that changed in the full moon? Oof, mm. That's a good question as well. <laughs> you get, like, yeah. Let's be fair. If he, if he were bitten by a zombie, you would it would probably turn into some sort of zombie wolf, which then would feature on some sci-fi channel and would fight <laughs> against Mega Spider or you know, Anaconda <laughs> It's wacky films. It would be there when a zombie wolf would be one of them. So yeah, yeah. that's, that's mm. actually what would happen. Well, I, I think we've decided. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, um, no, I, I don't know. A, what do you guys think? <laughs> yeah. I put a little bit of an answer. I cheated and pre tweeted mm. an answer to this one. Um, I was saying uh, if it depends on what type of werewolf it is uh, mm. and yeah. what type of zombie it is. So yeah. if it's like a viral zombie, then I think that, yeah, that would immediately take over. Like if we're mm. the rage virus or something, you're just going to get an yeah. insanely angry werewolf um, mm. that goes really fast. <laughs> or if it was curse based, you know, like maybe a voodoo curse on the zombie mm. and yeah. uh, some yeah, sort yeah. of um, gypsy curse on the werewolf. Maybe w- which curse is stronger would uh, dictate <laughs> what uh, yeah. the effect was. Uh, now, see, I immediately went to, does the zombie have silver fillings or not? Because otherwise it might not be effective in biting. Yeah. <laughs> or more effective. Yeah. Killing the werewolf. Oh, dear. Uh, or is it a zombie that just turns into a werewolf on the full moon? Oh, that'd be bad. Again, mm. <laughs> oh, chaos. Yeah. Mm. It sounds uh, like it's going to be a really cool steam game. Isn't it? Like, <laughs> <you're sitting on. laughs> God. Okay. Well, he then also then says, human with a fur allergy, would it be cured if they are bitten and turned, or do they spend every full moon sneezing? <laughs> he's, he's asking the hard-hitting questions, let's be honest. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Mm. Um, I'm not sure either. Uh, <laughs> is it like... Fur allergen to dogs, because then maybe yes, but if yeah. it's like cats or something else, then it might not mm. be as effective. Yeah, maybe yeah. unless it's not specifically a wolf werewolf. You know, mm. what if it's a leopard wolf or, or I guess not wolf, <laughs> but uh, were leopard, leopard. were rat yeah. or something? Yeah, I think to be fair yeah. that when you're when you when you turn into and turn into a werewolf, you. It, the, the fact that you've changed into that changed into that state has overpowered anything that you may have <laughs> as a human. Mm. I think you know if you've got a, a fur allergy, I think that you know the fact you potentially turn into an immortal <laughs> creature probably <laughs> bypassed that at that point. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, uh, you sort of halfway through, you trade in your fur allergy for a silver allergy, and that's all. Yeah, it is. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all about give and take. Yeah. <laughs> and the last thing he says is the werewolf howl at the beginning of American Werewolf was the same howl that the that the David werewolf has. Uh, do you think that regional accents don't apply to werewolves, or do you think that the original werewolf could have also been an American? Hmm. That's the one. Do they have? Well, the thing is, in that film, we didn't hear any werewolves from Yorkshire, did we? Potentially, no. 
Like, no, not really. come over here so I can give you bites. You know, there wasn't anything like that <laughs> happening. From, from, unless it was in the, you know, in the, the deleted scenes, maybe. Um, so I don't, I don't know. It's, you know. it's possible. I mean, yeah. you can, you can look at nature. Um, crows apparently have regional accents. So maybe whales do as well. I don't know. Um, yeah. They don't tend to talk very much, unfortunately. Yeah. No. Um, for us to ask one. But mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. maybe we just can't hear the difference. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's the same thing, I think, if you're listening to um, a foreign language and there's regional accents to mm. anyone not versed in that language at all kind of just sounds like, well, this isn't, yeah. this is foreign. They say, you know, yeah. mm. differentiating <laughs> yeah. it probably takes more fluency. Yeah, um, definitely. If we want to go at this seriously. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, oh well, uh, and I don't yeah. think that the other werewolf was American. Um, they just said it was a lunatic in the paper, and I think they probably yeah. said it was an American lunatic. Yeah. Um, oh, that'd be big news. That, yeah. That w- yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was a local. Yeah. I think. Well, the locals, I don't. Mm. Uh, they wouldn't have let it go that long. Uh, especially if they knew who the werewolf was. If it was just some mm, tourist, you know, or an expatriate or immigrant or something in the village, they would have got rid of him probably a little bit quicker than, you know, <laughs> mm. oh, Tom the Baker down the street. Yeah, Tom yeah. the Baker, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. And Tim the, the candlestick maker is just over <laughs> the road. Nice. Yep, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and in, a, in, in addition to this, uh, we've got another answer on our favorite type of werewolf, which is uh, Mike Zombie at Zombie Security on Twitter. Uh, he says his favorite type of werewolf is the moon phase transformations and specifically references the Lugaru from uh, the uh, novel Full Moon by Jim Butcher, which um, I'm led to believe neither of you have read. No, nope, this is your, this is your that's fault. Correct. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, um, I really love that book. It's, it's really good for werewolves actually. Cause you've got four different types. Um, you've got the Luguru, which is the moon phase transformation and is sort of a bloodline curse. Um, you turn into this big squat, very, uh, sort of like a pit bull werewolf almost, mm-hmm. uh, incredibly strong, incredibly magical kind of creature. Uh, you also have berserkers, which are, werewolves with uh, quotation marks uh basically a bunch of people who have this sort of pack mentality and sort of work each other up very easily and then get crazy strong and crazy angry <laughs> <laughs> you've got uh the sort of more sorceress or magician style werewolves where it's sort of a spell they learn and they can change themselves into what their ideal of a wolf is which is usually a big very cuddly but still very dangerous wolf and uh, you've also got uh, a sort of more older tradition, which is a fur belt, a wolf, a sort of wolf pelt belt uh, that's magically cursed. So when you wear it, you turn into a big angry wolf thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the book does a really good job of sort of comparing, you know, the different ways all of these work. Like the Luguru has all the full immunities to everything except inherited silver. Uh, it can't just be silver and stuff like that. Uh, the other wells are, you know, anything can hurt them, but they've got different advantages and disadvantages. And also uh, goes with how it sort of 
changes the psychology of the characters as well. Like, the Luguru just wants to be free of the curse. Uh, the guys who use the belts are all crazy and drunk on the power it gives them, stuff like that. It's a, it's a pretty good read if you're interested yeah. in werewolves. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to find it now on Amazon. <laughs> oh, where is this? <laughs> yeah, sounds yeah. good. Okay, interesting. Yeah. And um, we've also got some more stuff from Jeremy, uh, if you'd like to kick that off, Dave. Seeing as though you sort of studied specially for it. I, yeah, I, I <laughs> went out of my way to, to watch a film specifically to answer this question. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Greer asked us, uh, is it okay to have sex with a werewolf? Uh, it's sort of a multi-part question. Um, also, mm. uh, can someone who is a werewolf give consent? And what if mm. the werewolf is human at the time? Or what if they're in wolf form? at the time mm. um is he asking for a friend uh, <laughs> jeremy are you asking, like he's for asking a permission <laughs> <laughs> i don't know we'll i know jeremy you're only joking <laughs> <laughs> but um the third part of that question if they're in wolf form uh is is going to depend on if the werewolf like in mind i guess is tied to the human form if it's all the same or if that's mm. like an animal mind instead and so uh i took a look at uh howling three the, the marsupials um <laughs> we well we get an yeah. completely different type of werewolf um in this uh mm. in this film so in, I, I picked this one mostly because the werewolves in it have their own agency. Uh, they don't change mm. um, by the moon phase. It's at will. They can just decide, oh, I'm yeah. going to be a werewolf right now, and they'll just shift. Um, the moon mm. phase, I think, does have an impact where maybe they're not at will um, during that time. It's just going to, the change is just going to happen. But otherwise, mm. they're free to flop back and forth uh between human and wolf um yeah okay the the wolves uh as as the title implies um or at least the australian uh clan of werewolves are are marsupials they're sort of descended from the uh tasmanian wolf which uh the not... tasmanian uh yeah go yeah if you can speak to that it's it's uh the movie has them as an extinct uh species i don't know if that's if that's yeah true. it may um, very well be yeah so it's um the technical scientific name is the thylacine uh yes. it was sort of a large dog-like creature but it had tiger stripes and mm -hmm. the sort of almost kangaroo like back legs so it would go on all fours but it could also bounce around and they were hunted to extinction and sort of i think in the mid 1800s i think it looked like that from the movie sure. the they had yeah the, like little footage and camera bits, but it was all that super grain mm. black and white, you know, yeah. camera. The wolves are descended, or I guess the werewolves are descended from the, they call it just like the great wolf. Um, mm. it, as humans were hunting it, um, the last of them, you know, turned into like a, a great spirit and that uh, yeah. sort of, that can really insane fest. It, it just, is passed down between small little tribes and they're all, um, I guess mm. out in the, out in the bush. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's there a really neat concept. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
um, as, at least yeah. as far as the the movie takes it. Now, I don't believe that that particular the um, the thylacine is a marsupial. It doesn't make much sense, uh, mm. but the werewolves are. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, uh, no, it's a marsupial. Yeah, is it? Okay, mm. I mean, yeah. I guess that that ties that ties uh, yeah. more into uh, the the lore of the the film. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, oh god, this film looks terrible. It... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just looking at the screenshots through the oh, ringer. Googled it. God, it looks terrible. It was brutal. Sorry, yeah, carry on. Um, but I, I'm I watched it for the themes. Uh, mm-hmm. It had strong themes, and it was a completely different take on a werewolf. Practical effects. Um, so <laughs> uh, I guess to cut to the chase, the the main wolf uh, character Jaboa. Mm-hmm. Ends up, well, Donnie Martin is a, a mm. like a film. Really, I guess he's part of the sort of a producer um, of schlocky mm. uh, B horror movies, and he scouts her for the lead role. He kind of just sees her on the yeah. um, side of the street. She had just run away from her tribe, mm. which is. Uh, it was, I don't know, it was kind of brutal. The, the leader of the tribe, uh, Thilo, um, they they weren't stretching too hard to get that guy's name, um, <laughs> is, I guess, since he's the leader of the pack, he just, you know, can freely sleep with anyone in mm. the pack. And uh, Jaboa's not, not, she's tired of that, not having it. So she fled uh, to go into the city um, instead. And that's where she meets Donnie Martin. He falls mm. in love at first sight, and um, she just, I don't know, she just goes on along for the ride, and they uh, <laughs> they do indeed get it on. Um, there's, a, I guess, a sort of a subplot with this um, uh, Professor Beckmeyer. He's, his, I guess, grandfather was researching the, um, the, the thylacine werewolves, um, Mm. had some old archival footage of a aborigines um attacking they had like tied up a wolf and uh, all the um the zoologists and professors had kind of put that film under scrutiny because of you know it's, it's a reported mm. uh real werewolf um scene or i guess a, yeah. a, a capture and so he you know he goes to australia to um prove uh that his grand great or i guess great grandfather uh <laughs> wasn't um just making a hoax film um yeah so anyway uh the professor goes there to, to research the the tribe once he finds it and um he ends up falling in love with a, a, a russian werewolf that he <laughs> coincidentally <laughs> runs into um, this is Olga, and she's part of like a ballet. Mm. She's like the lead of a ballet troupe, um, and she's in. Uh, I don't know if she's in. I think she's in Sydney. They're for, mm. for a performance, but her manager is also a werewolf, and they're they're the more traditional. the The Russian werewolves are, aren't marsupials, um, but mm. she kind of has. She's on. She's there on sort of a vision quest because in her visions she's seen Thilo, the the lead of the or the mm. head of the pack um, of the Australian werewolves and her 
her vision and um, he has the same vision as led them to to want to mate together. So yeah. I guess there's the human human wolf wolf consent going there because mm. they also <laughs> get it on. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the professor um, runs into her and he he falls in love with her and she with him. So that's totally like a I don't know a love triangle going on there. Um, yeah, it's the the the, the movie's <laughs> the movie's pretty bad, guys. Um, yeah, but yeah. there's a lot of consensual <laughs> werewolf mating um, going on. Mm. And the interesting yeah. thing is the 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 thylacine descended wolves. Um, their metabolism is like off the charts, and mm. Jaboa after mating, I think it's like I don't even know if it's a few days. Um, the gestation period is just kicked in overdrive and she mm. like immediately, you know, uh, gives birth and there's yeah. a, an excruciatingly long, um, birthing scene, uh, where like the little <laughs> werewolf pup, you know, is born and then crawls up and nestles in the little pouch. And it's, yeah, yeah. It's weird. That's a, <laughs> it's, well, I mean, that's how it works with, uh, marsupials. Yeah, yeah, but this, like, yeah. I don't know. It's just totally, completely um, <laughs> focusing on it. And, yeah, there's a mm. there's a dream sequence uh, when she's pregnant and her her fear of the of having a child um, mm. sort of manifests in this horrible nightmare. And when she gives birth, it's, yeah, it's more of a scene out of Aliens. Um, than the, is that yeah. what I just put in the Discord? Yeah. I just found this. Yeah, it's found, from the movie. So I was like, is this the same film? <laughs> it's, not, it's the same film. Um, but when she actually gives birth, it just looks more like a little wet rat mm. baby. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I can't say that it's cute, but it's not the horrific nightmare yeah. vision that uh, Badger just tossed into the Discord. Um, <laughs> and yeah, the, the general werewolves, they, <laughs> they do look like they're they're some of them are i don't know it's not consistent some of them are like that weird naked mole rat mm. looking wolf and then some yeah of them, uh they do resemble the the werewolves we found in um dog soldiers they're, they're yeah okay bipedal huge like more hulking uh beasts mm. and um i guess to to more answer the question than, than talk about the movie um <laughs> it turns out positively I guess for all the yeah. all the pairs involved, um, Thilo sacrifices himself versus a, a group of, um, I guess, army or military mm. that are attacking the uh, the runaway wolves. So he's out of the picture, but uh, the good doctor and Olga um, they do hook up, have a couple kids, and they just <laughs> you know they live out their years um, in the outback. Uh, and eventually, I guess this is, this is the end of the movie. They they come back to society. Um, but our our uh, our main uh, characters there, um, Jaboa and Donnie, uh, they come out of hiding. I think they have like just two. They have the one kid. Um, but hmm. uh, they go back into the the film scene. They actually go to L.A. and uh, he becomes a you know a big time director, and she's. Uh, I think they both changed their faces um, because the government knows who they were. Um, mm. And uh, they just make it real big in, in Hollywood. Um, 
of course, at the uh, the end of the, the film, uh, it's sort of ambiguous. She's uh, accepting an Academy Award and all the the, the flashing photography um, uh, the, the lights uh, trigger her transformation. So I guess that's, yeah, the, it's the moon mm-hmm. and then strobe lights will, um, in a, you know, unwantedly trigger the transformation. Huh. But, okay, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's no, there's no down, like downfall or downside to them having having had kids and getting together the the movie doesn't mm. go anywhere saying that that's like a bad thing or you know a tip yeah yeah um but yeah there's your there's your answer jeremy um in <laughs> the in the worldview of the howling series uh it's <laughs> a-okay <laughs> ask that question though uh, <laughs> yeah i bet <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, shall we move on to our last piece of feedback? Oh, yeah, let's let's do it. Yeah. an episode, isn't it? Uh, yeah, last but certainly not least, uh, our good friend Josh at Morbid on Twitter has written the in morbidest of all beards. Mm, yeah, he's written in a quite a quite a large piece. Uh, shall I read it? <laughs> Give it a go. Go for it. Yeah. Okay. Let me take a sip of water real quick. Uh, <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Deep breath. So. Yeah, Josh writes in saying, Dog Soldiers is a film, along with others such as Seven, American Psycho, and Severance, that I experienced for the first time during a period of my life where I was smoking my body weight's worth of weed every day. And although those days remain a huge haze to me, there are bits and pieces I can pinpoint as being great experiences. First off, this film has, in my opinion, the best portrayal of werewolves I've ever seen in a film. The fact that it is people in costumes with animatronic heads on top of them helped feed into the story because they move more organically than they would if they were CG and knowing that you actually get to see them in full shot at points instead of just fleeting glimpses means you can fully get behind the idea that this is a family or a pack that has transformed and to me the aesthetic of them really sells that idea. The story, though not spectacular, lines up with aliens by giving us a group of marines that are slightly over-exaggerated yet keeping a weird sense of believability via their interactions. You really get a feel for the British banter between them, and I can totally see these guys as being your everyday man in the things that they talk about. Their interactions help cement the fact that despite them being on an army training mission and by virtue equipped with the skills to defend themselves to an extent, they still care about something as simple as missing a football match. It just has a grounded nature to it, and I adore that because it helps me root for them when they're really up against it. Again, sticking with the alien-style theme, the story choosing to put the characters in an ultimate isolation really forces them to practice what they've been trained to do, while ramping up the challenge by giving them an opponent that they have to figure out. They need to come up with a plan that creates opportunities for them while barricading and defending a singular point. You really get the feeling that these soldiers are still green when when it comes to being in the field, hence their original motivation for being in the area for a training mission, Uh, So the sudden realization that things have become very real kind of turns the film into a rite of passage for the characters. They react in a way that's very realistic, and Sean Pertwee in particular stands out as the badass he was frankly born to play. (laughs) Honestly, I can't wax lyrical about this film enough. This is by far my favorite werewolf movie. Every inch of this film is enjoyable to me. I genuinely can't think of a bad thing to say about it. It's so awesome, and I love it. Keep up the good work, fellas. Uh... Thank you, Josh. Uh, Thanks, Josh. Get <laughs> out. Yeah, that was a uh, that was that was great to see that uh, that DM come through, and um, mm. I'll echo his sentiments. I mean, it's a great great movie. 
Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think we all agree that it's a pretty good movie. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Well, uh, I think that about wraps it up. Uh, Do we have anything else? We're Uh, we're werewolves out. Yeah, that we... we, We're finishing off our, uh, our second part, I guess, of our werewolf foray for now Mm. (laughs) yeah we'll uh we'll have a very big episode coming up in the future as well so look forward to that oh boy what's that about (laughs) (laughs) stay tuned folks oh i can hardly contain myself keep out keep those eyes out on the inside all Uh, of them (laughs) oh (laughs) um yeah uh, we mentioned it a bit earlier with uh, the responses from Chris and Jeremy, but check out the Supernatural podcast, Monster of the Week, because it is a great and fun time, and Jeremy and Chris both put a lot of work into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apart from that, I, I think it's been a pretty great couple of episodes. I've had a lot of fun, and Definitely. yeah, I look forward to doing some more and to hearing some more listener feedback. Thanks, everyone. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at night underscore twitten. That's a night without a K. Uh, how about you, Matt? Uh, you can find me on the Twitterverse at, at NinjaBadger7, the number seven. How about you, Dave? And I'm on Twitter as well at Sentianot underscore plus. All right. Come talk to us. Exactly. Don't bite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been waiting all day to say that one. You really <laughs> have. My job's done. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> See you guys later.